All right. Ready to go? Yep. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Jordan Paris Show. Today we're going to be talking about socialism, the looming threat of socialism here in America. And here to discuss this with me today is Dasha Pruitt. Dasha, she grew up in Moscow, Moscow. Russia mm -hmm. for what, the first 10 years? 10 years of, of my life. life, yep. Yes. So we're going to get into that. Very excited to have a lot of questions. Awesome. <laughs> a lot of questions. We're going to hear all about your, your experience there and socialism in general. First, though, I was over here the other day and you're showing me, you just ran for Congress. That's an important yes. piece here. Yes. A couple of weeks ago. And you were showing me Three the other... Three weeks ago. Yes. Today. <laughs> yes. You were showing me all sorts of documents and emails in this folder that you have regarding electoral fraud in, in uh, our county here, Delaware County. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm from originally from Montgomery County, but the county over Delaware County where you ran, uh, my grandma voted for you. So Montgomery yeah. County is not much better. <laughs> no, There's it's actually not. a bunch not. of lawsuits right now in there yeah, as so well. What, what generally, just very briefly here before we dive in, what did... What are the, some of the things that you found? There are books missing, so books for signatures that we need to make sure that signatures match. But since uh, Wolf passed, or actually it wasn't Wolf, it was the Board of Elections passed two days before, that the signatures did not need to match, that was kind of out the window. So that was one of the big problems. So missing books... We had missing ballots. We had empty ballots that were not filled out. They were supposed mm -hmm. to be returned. So when you return for the election, after the election, you're supposed to have a tally sheet of how many ballots you had and used and how many were unused. So there was a lot of unused ballots that were missing. We had machines that were not working. They were not scanning. So people had to scan multiple times and there's still a question if it validated the signature or the ballot or if it did not validate the ballot. We had a lot of college kids who were coming coming in by busloads mm. from other states to vote. So there's How do no, you know that? Because I have poll watchers mm -hmm. who were overhearing right, right. the conversations and they were saying, Oh, you're there's a busload from Villanova, where do you reside? And they're like, Oh, in New Jersey. Yeah. So how do you know that they did not vote absentee ballot for New Jersey yeah. and voting here in Pennsylvania as well? So it's the whole thing is just a mess. Yeah. And, and is there any hope that with the ongoing trials of the presidential election, is there hope that, you know, there would be some sort of a change in, in your county? That the jury's still out because they I think I believe Delco did certify without any witnesses. Mm -hmm. They certified the election, but depending on what Trump campaign does, it that that's still out. So, uh -huh. you know, it, I have no idea when we'll find out. But irregardless of who wins, we have to protect the integrity of our election yes. because this election was straight out of communist Russia. So, I mean, right? How, this is what kind of stuff. What, what's an election like in, in Russia? Well, you, they pretty much choose a candidate and you just go and you fill out, you know, piece, they'd still do it the old-fashioned way, even though I don't know lately, but back in the day it was the old-fashioned way. You, you wrote it out and you dropped it into a box. I don't even remember if you had to have your address 
or any information mm. besides your just your name and who you're voting for, and somebody would sit there and hand count, but you already knew who the winner was, so what was the point, right? How did you know who the winner was? Because of just the rhetoric, the, yeah. the, the propaganda. The propaganda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you see, I, I'm curious actually, before we get into like your, your story and your upbringing there, with Pravda, the propaganda in Russia, do you see any parallels oh, in yeah. America? Oh look, yeah, look at, look at Facebook. Look, yes. I mean, I started a little experiment because I even LinkedIn, we talked about this the other day, has been Terrible. censoring my stuff. So I thought maybe it was because of hashtags, because I will put political hashtags and I'm trying to see what if I get creative and change the hashtag to have nothing to do with politics if it will be driven more or what's the algorithm going to do. Mm -hmm. I love the posts that videos that I personally taken that we would post and then there would be a message, this post that oh. does not meet our standards. Really? Yeah. I can't even, I'm super political in there. I've never gotten that. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky you don't just get banned altogether. That's usually their MO. I've never, I didn't know that they engage in that type of behavior. Yeah, though. I mean, they'll they'll censor or they, you know. I'll they have to put look that at your post. Yeah, they'll put the gray <laughs> screen up and they'll wow. say this, this post has political contact or some kind of other baloney that they'll do. Twitter is horrible. I mean, all the social media. Yeah. Um, but the news are not much better. I mean, look at what's happening with Fox News. It's like they're already pivoting to picking out who the vote, who the winner of this election is, even though they're states that have not certified. Frankly, I think the whole election needs to be a redo. And so we were talking about the other day, I believe, like there's just no recovering. Like, like the, there they went a, at it from every angle. It just it it's a it's a total mess. I mean, and I know people who are saying, "Oh, it's a conspiracy theory about the machines." Well, why don't we look into that? Right. Actually, why don't we look into Susan it? Powell. That's Sydney. the re Sydney Powell. Sorry, why did I say Susan? <laughs> Sydney Powell. Actually, the reason she is not on the Trumps team is because she is specifically working on the lawsuit about the machines and and that rich could, just told me your husband just told me that i didn't understand i asked him i was like i was like what do you make of that i was kind of like oh. <laughs> right because this could be a p potentially take longer this could take years mm -hmm. versus and we don't have years right now with this election so um like two weeks well at th <laughs> I, at this who knows i mean we still have what december 14th, the electoral board needs to... Board of Elections. Yeah, they also have to count, and um, it's it's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess, but again, irregardless of who it is, we have to protect the integrity yeah. of our elections, it's, because this is what this country's built on. Yeah, that, that's what matters, and, and I've said it uh, on social media, I've said it on the show numerous times now, that if you believe in democracy and, and think election integrity is important... And if you believe in the accuracy of the election, then why not let let it be challenged in the courts? Why not investigate a couple of these things? I mean, what's the what's the hurt if you if you believe that the if it was particularly accurate? since last election, all the 
Democratic leaders were running around screaming, we must protect the integrity yes. of the election. Now Russian like, collusion, Russian collusion. <laughs> and now it's like nothing to see. Nope. Spending $50 million on a, on a fake Russian collusion case for th like three years. Exactly. Come on. I mean, <laughs> right? And Let's talk, talk about not accepting the results of an election. Like, like, how many things can we point to? How many times did they try to get him out of office? By the way, first podcast I've ever done with a, a dog <laughs> on my lap. I'm, I'm digging it. She, right. She, <laughs> she's actually notorious for this because... Every show that I've done, she <laughs> Now has. she's on my mic. <laughs> okay, Gwenny, it's not your show. Come on, come over here. We're good now. She's good now. How many things can we point to, though? That, that How many times did they try to get him out of office, whether it was you know, the Mueller yeah. reported, the collusion, and what, like, what, do you, what, com what else comes to mind? Ukraine. Yeah. Let's see. Taxes. What else? What was the impeachment about? That was Russian collusion. Oh, oh okay. And Ukraine. Yeah. And... Honestly, at this point, I have no idea. They've been very creative with this. Yes. And the incredible thing is that how much he was able to accomplish dealing with, particularly dealing with that. Yeah. You know, the man never took a salary. He donated all of his salaries. He worked tirelessly. I don't know how yeah. he does it. I mean, I he's so much older than I am. Especially, and uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm exhausted looking at him. Yeah. The rallies that he went on towards, not that that was real work, but... But I mean, the just... rallies are a lot. Believe it or not, it's a, particularly towards the end when he was doing three yeah. or four rallies yeah. at a day. Well, I know it's a, it's hard work, but like I'm not necessarily what we're talking to the, the amount of stuff that he got done in office. But yes, just watching him during the rallies up the, the weeks leading up to the election, it was like, oh my god, this guy. And the and <laughs> one in the morning, the, the rallies were incredible. Yes. He would have at least twenty thousand yeah. people if he sometimes fifty. Right. So it's. You know, I don't understand how you pack so many people and in every state, but yet... And you look the at the Biden, Biden rallies. Right. I would, the six people. I couldn't help but, like, laugh on the TV. Like, just hearing the car horns honk it like the stupidest stuff. Oh, my gosh. It's, it was, yeah, it was almost childish. <laughs> and the amount of love this man has, if he doesn't get in, there's going to be some kind of... And there's... His supporters will not go away quietly, mm. and they will continue to fight for our country. Yeah, I, I certainly will. I've I've jumped into the the fight for for my freedom. Really, I, I've yeah. recognized that I do need to fight to to keep it. I have it right now, and you know, particularly I, and I have no for your fighting, generation but... and for your future generation. Yeah. You know, we'll survive. We'll figure it out somehow. We'll we don't have that much longer on this planet, but. For you guys and, and mm. for our America, the country that was built on, you know, b because immigrants came here for the freedom, yeah. for liberty, for the opportunity. And to give it away so easily, it's very in the form of, disturbing Yes, to in the form of socialism. And that's what we're going to start to get into. Why don't you tell me, you're, you spent the first 10 years of your life in Russia. Why don't you tell me about your upbringing there, some of the things you saw? So, you know, my background's in art, so I kind of look at life in color. And my 10 years in Russia were very black and white, which is ironic. Every photograph I have mm -hmm. is pretty much black and white or a very light color of sepia. But And from my childhood, I only have about maybe 10 photographs. Cameras were not a thing. Yeah. People could not afford them. Mm. 
I don't know how to ride a bicycle. And people always look at me and cock their head. Mm. I never had a bicycle, so I would have no way of learning how to ride a bicycle. I did not learn how to swim until I came to America because we don't have pools. We had one, wow. one giant pool that they build for the Olympics whenever they had the Olympics. And it, there was so much chlorine, you couldn't even walk past it because it was it just stank. You know, it was very bleak. I mean, I started going to kindergarten when I was less than six months old. And you kind of had to go to the kindergarten because everybody had to work. There was no such a thing as a stay-at-home mom. It was everybody worked. Some people worked multiple jobs. Yeah. My mom actually is a doctor of, was a doctor of virology. She was a speech pathologist. Yeah. And she was an educator for children with special needs. Did you or your parents even have to work, though? I mean, how, how did... How did the economic system work there? Do you like everybody had to work? Everybody had, everybody to, work, had to work. And as far as monetary compensation goes, what was that like? Was it uniform? Was it? It was pretty pretty much everybody got paid the same. Right. Because so if you're a street sweeper, so I'd want to find the easiest job. Right. Why? <laughs> so the other thing is. They talk about free education. In Russia, schools went from first to 10th grade, but it's same age, same ages. We started school a little, I think, we started school when the first grade, it was seven years old. But they tested you in eighth grade to see if you're smart, if you're not, if you didn't do very well academically, they already put you in the factory to work. They would not even... Invest really? in you, they just automatically. If you're smart, you go to the factory. If you if you were not, oh. you know, if you were not. If you were not smart, right. you go to, okay. Like if you didn't and, do well academically, they would you send you to the factory you, to work. And if you were smart, you continue on in school. You continue to, but they directed you. So if you were, let's say, very, your path was your career path was determined by the government. Much. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they oh, kind of hellish. guided you into what you were going to do. Oh. So if you were good in science, they pushed you towards the sciences, like to become a doctor or to become, you know, researcher. Yeah. Not that there was a lot of research and and medicine was horrendous. So socialized medicine though. Right. So my mom, even though she was a doctor and she had friends who were doctors, she would barter for services. So we had a friend who she was uh, optometrist. So if I needed to see, get my eyes checked and her son had a speech impediment, my mom would do right. his speech mm-hmm. lessons and I would get my eyes checked. Either that or you showed up with a bottle of vodka, a box of chocolates and cash mm. in order to be seen. Mm. So, yeah. It reminds me, I don't know where I got this from in the past couple of weeks, but if you want to know what socialism in America would look like, or socialism in any country for that matter, just in ima- imagine a world being run by the post office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I thought of when you said just black and white, everything's very plain. It's, and you know, it's boring. It was very bleak. I mean, mm. I grew up in the 70s. We did not have a phone in the house. We had to go to the pay phone, which was blocks away. Yeah. My grandmother, though, did have a phone in her house, but it was, the system was, 
I know they had that here, I think in the 50s, where it was a shared line. So you shared the line with your neighbor. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> right. So your neighbor was on the phone and you pick up the phone. You uh, could actually listen to their conversation. Oh, wow. I know it, I can't remember how, what it was called here, mm. but they did have it here for yes. like probably in the 50s, if not yes. 40s. But it was just, and again, I was I grew up in the 70s. It's not like I grew up in the 30s or the 40s. Sure. But everything was so backwards. Yeah. Our education was to say, I learned how to handwrite very well. I, you know, write in cursive because our teachers were actually allowed to beat us with a ruler if they did mm -hmm. not like what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Coloring outside the lines was not allowed. Wow. Yeah, I remember getting reprimanded in... Uh, in Literally and, and figuratively in, in, right. in life there, yes. Yeah, so wow. you had to tow the system. Yeah. And it's, it's terrifying for me who lived through that to watch that happening here. Yeah. It's, you know, like we've been under the social socialist experiment sure. for the last eight and a half months. Yes. And I feel like we're being programmed. Tell people exactly what I get what you mean by that, but what you mean by that. You know, we're being programmed certain words even like oh. alone together what does that oh. mean like wearing masks because to me again being a daughter of stay home save lives yes right what's the other one social distancing yeah oh wow i hate that i hate that I hate one that too one. six feet apart yeah and i say why six feet why not 12 feet yeah. because you bury people six feet under <laughs> So you're being programmed, you're being programmed to stand in long lines. And you got people parroting this and shaming you for not... Exactly. Yeah. You know, this, I actually found, somebody send this to me, a, it's a petri, it's a slide of a petri dish, and it was taken from a mask, and it's literally just the most disgusting thing I've mm -hmm. ever seen. I mean, I think the yeah. bottom of the shoe is cleaner, I, I, honestly. I'm doing a podcast in a couple, uh, well, actually my, my next podcast after, uh, after this, and a few days from now, somebody who uh, has great data on, on why masks don't work and lockdowns don't work. Right, because you need to build up an immune system. And, you know, it's interesting, like I have, and they say, well, compromised immune system. I have rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. I'm kind of compromised, I guess, mm. but I rarely get sick. And I kind of laugh. It's because I grew up in Russia and my germs will kill any other germ. <laughs> but I've noticed after being on this shutdown for eight, eight months, over eight months, I've like, I've, my allergies are worse. I've probably had a few colds already and mm. I normally don't, you know, and it's just, I'm noticing my body not mm behaving the same way as it did when we were not exposed people. to anything right and you're not being exposed to people you know and this again wearing these face diapers <sighs> that do absolutely nothing and I, a cloth right which they're showing that it's ineffective completely but think about i think this there's way. some data that says like n95 masks are effective i don't know can't vouch for it but like Yes. That's if not what if people worn, are wearing. <laughs> if, if they're worn properly. But think yeah. of it this way. You know, I'm a pretty logical person, I think, for the most part. 
So you're wearing this thing, you're spitting, yes. you're talking, you're breathing, so it gets wet and it gets gross, hot. it gets hot, so germs. I remember the first thing I said to him, I called my mom and I was like, Mom, it gets hot in here. <laughs> I went into Whole Foods with the mask on back in March. I was like, it's hot. I was going to buy actually like a unicorn mask and just wear that into the yeah. food store. But, you know, so if this and this virus is so deadly and so contagious, I mean, so contagious, why are there's no has been bins every couple of feet? Ha the hazmat, hazmat bins. Right. Yeah. So we can, and there right, would be right. this complete instruction on how to. You take, put on the gloves, and then there would be like a complete tutorial, how you put it on, how you take off the gloves, you wear it for 15 minutes, you sanitize your yeah. face, you sanitize your hands, you sanitize your nostrils and everything else that goes in there, you drink bleach, I don't know, that was right. like Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I'm not telling anybody to drink bleach yeah. just for, you know, but it's like, it's craziness. There's no instruction. Our, has been... Material uh, baskets are parking lots, and some people I'm watching them wear with this mask, which they end up putting on their wrist. And you look at it, and it's absolutely vile. Yeah, it's vile, and it's like you're putting this on your face. And if this was so good for you, then why are there so many breakouts? And why are there because that's bacterial, right? Mm -hmm. So nothing makes sense about this. Yeah. So what is it with these words? What's the point? It's to program you. Yeah. What were some comparable phrases, Social words in, in, in Russia? It's just, it's not even the word itself. It's the meaning behind it. It's like with the masks, I feel it's like a muzzle. It, it keeps you, don't talk because, yeah. you know, and I feel bad. Like my husband is a drummer, so that kind of works on your hearing. In crowded spaces, I have a, sometimes I, I can't hear very well, but if you, and you, somebody's wearing a mask, I can't even read their lips and yeah. figure out what they're, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, what they're saying. And by the way, that's allergies, not Corona. So it's those kind of messages. It's uh, the most heartbreaking thing is when I see the little ones, the three-year-olds, the four-year-olds who are already programmed yes. to wear this. Yes. And they look at you with horror mm. and like this, when they see you with that, or confusion if you don't have a mask. So weird. I was. It's. I want to comment on that. The way I feel. So, I was telling my my mom yesterday. I feel so bad for young kids being raised right now. They're being conditioned to fear the outside world, to fear other people. Don't talk to other people. It could be dangerous. You can't even trust your own family members. That could be dangerous. Which is in Russia was the same thing. Oh. Pa par kids reported on their parents. Oh, I wow. remember when we left. That's Orwellian, yes. Yeah, when we left Russia, my mom, ha my mom has an older sister who was an opera singer, and she obviously everything she did was for the KGB and you know the, the military and, so when she was so terrified when we left that she didn't talk to us for years afterwards because she was so afraid mm. that she was going to go to prison or something's going to happen to her because her family members left for America. Right. So, you know, it, it was, it's that kind of behavior. Yeah. 
and now people are being encouraged also that's very socialist to rat out their business or rat out their neighbor so now we have supposed to have only six people at our Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. dinner yeah and watch we're not even going to Christmas. oh yeah Christmas is canceled yeah yeah of course so yeah you can zoom call with Santa just crazy (laughs) so now you're giving permission to other people to tattle on one another so when Wolf announced that I want to say in July, because I think that's when we went into the yellow zone and uh, the restaurants were allowed to have 25% capacity inside or some kind of ridiculous thing. He opened up a hotline so people could report the business if they were not, you know, following the guidelines, the mandate. And it's not the law. If one more person tells me it's the law, it is not the law. It was not passed by the House or the Senate. Mm-hmm. So it's not a law. It's a mandate that's created by two kooks who feel the power grab and right. who, now who, feel the dictatorship. Yeah. These career narcissists exactly. running for office who have never had a real world experience in, in anything probably. Right. And they don't know what it's like to make payroll and they don't no. know what it's like to be to go without. They don't know they don't understand how average mother now with the schools shut down, let's say she's a single mother and a nurse and she has three kids that she has to educate at home, she has to quit her job because she has nobody who can Watch her seven-year-old because seven-year-old sitting on Zoom for eight hours is another ridiculous yeah. thing. You know, walks away from the computer because she's, you know, bored to death. But getting back to the tattling, the snitches get stitches. In one month, there were 55,000 reports. Thousand, uh, 55,000 in, 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 in the state of Pennsylvania. In the state of Pennsylvania. 50. 5,000, not 50, not 500. Terrible. It's, it's. I tell you, I, I, I told you before we started here, I'm, I'm kind of like, this is the communist dictatorship of Pennsylvania. Like this is, I'm kind of scared of this place. Yeah. It's, I come from, you know, obviously I'm from Florida. I have the best governor on the face of the planet. Besides Christy Noom. Well, yeah, they're really (laughs) tying back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, it's been a culture shock of sorts for me here. But and this tattling is a weird thing. It is, and, and to, to hear that, and that now data, how do you know that? I, I, while we were running, I have I, have plenty of data on other things too. It just people because it was the problem we were having is there was no leadership. Nobody came out and gave you the real information. Our local politicians were a waste of time mm. and money. So I felt like it was my duty to do my own research and to, we were doing a lot of Zooms, we were doing a lot of lives at that time so I could educate people on what was going on. And even with the selection, because everything was done under the darkness of the night, that's why we have a mess like that right now. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is very scary. And we should be very scared yeah. as free people because we're people, not sheeple. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's amazing to me how easy it was 
for free Americans to give away their freedom without even asking questions. Yes. To roll over and just like, here you go. Yeah. I saw a meme last night that was like, yay, we defeated fascism, obviously, in regards to the, you know, they think that Donald Trump was defeated and, you know, we'll see about that. That's a, you know, I don't claim to know what's going to happen, but we defeated fascism. Now it's time for lockdowns. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't, I, again, I'm a rational thinking person. And again, I don't understand this. I saw in Australia, somebody tweeted to the, the, the police in Australia on Twitter, like, oh, can you please tell my husband that we're not allowed to go outside or to walk the dog? I and, saw that. Right. <laughs> and, and the police were like, yes, you're not allowed to go outside and to, even to walk the dog. And the wife was like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, we are not that far behind. And no. if people think things people are People getting arrested get... for Facebook posts over there. Right. Think about this. This is not only happening in America, even though we are the freest country in the world. Not anymore, but we used to be. Because we used to have a constitution. And I don't know, did you hear the law that Biden's uh, planning to do for the Second Amendment rights? That you would have to register your gun and it's a $200 registration fee. Or you can give it back I like the back because they never had it. So how are you giving it back? Give it back to the government. Or you can have, I can't remember the amount of the fine, but it's some ridiculous number. Pay the fine or go to jail. Right. Excuse me. We do have a second amendment. Yes. And why is taking, why is the second amendment so important? I know I had a, I had a question about that here in my notes. Why is it so important as it regards to, as it pertains to socialism and Because in communism? Russia, people did not have guns. You can't, yeah. you can't, you know, you can't fight for yourself with, with what? With a, with a bat? I mean, frankly, they're probably going to take those away too. They want to disarm you so yeah. they can make you feel helpless. Hmm. So you will go with what they're telling you to do. Yeah. Guns don't kill people. I hate to tell you that people kill people because there have been many instances where in UK and France and in America where people used vehicles, they used machetes, they found anyway. Now they're using fireworks. I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. There's other ways that you people can get creative. They'll, they'll make a weapon out of a toothpick if they wanted to. But, you know, this whole, this narrative, guns kill people. Frankly, all the law-abiding citizens that I know keep their guns in their safe mm-hmm. or somehow securely locked up. You know, there's a whole protocol about that. That's the first thing they teach you when you go to, to a class, to, a, you know, frankly, I think everybody who owns you know, guns need to kind of go through yes. a class. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't this... feel comfortable with one at this point. I have, right. I, I, I'm, I'm useless. I don't even know what to do. With right. It. I would be the, that person who would blow up. <laughs> I literally, a toe. Would, yeah. 
you yeah, know? I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I'd get that far. I don't even know how to work it. <laughs> right. And, and there is, it's, you know, I've taken <clears throat> some classes and it's, it's really important. Yeah. And the first thing they teach you is you don't point, you know, you don't point it unless you are planning to shoot. Yes. And the only reason you shoot is to kill. That's it. Mm -hmm. There's no other, otherwise there's no, you know, it's not, but you, you can't take, you can't disarm people. Yeah. You can't. You know, I was reading an article on about you. Actually, actually, I think it was on Sarah Palin's website. An article on there. There was two. Yeah, Which one? perhaps. <laughs> well, the, maybe this will give some insight into it. In the beginning of the pandemic, and this, I think, this article was back in April. You were moved to tears, seeing empty shelves in mm -hmm. the, the local grocery store around us. Why? Because I didn't realize I had post-traumatic stress disorder growing up in You've seen this communism. before. Yeah, I mean, you would go to a store and there would be nothing. Nothing. And we did have supermarkets, not like here, obviously, but we had towards the end, towards the late 70s, they, they were, had little supermarkets put up, pop up in big cities. But usually you had like a bakery or you would go to a deli or, you know, meat store, yeah. like a butcher, there would be nothing on the shelves. My mom, in order to have bread for the day, she would have to get up. And our bakery, we lived in an apartment building. It was seven floors. And our bakery was right underneath. My mom would have to get up at 4 a.m. The bakery would open at 7 but she would have to get in line at that point because if she didn't, we would not have bread. Mm -hmm. And bread was pretty much a staple. That mm. was bread, potatoes, herring, which I refuse to touch to this day. I'm just, no thank you. <laughs> you know, and we didn't really have fruits and vegetables. We didn't have, you know. Why? Why, why no fruits and vegetables? Why were the, why, why was everything such, uh, in such low supply? Because hungry people don't riot. That's how they control you. And in, in is, it, is that really the, the pretty much? Yeah. So when the the farmers were the last ones to be taken over by the Bolsheviks, by the by socialists, because they wanted the they would tax them like crazy, but they wanted them to kind of ease into this whole thing. And it was the, everything was always <clears throat> it's it's. What's the word, the language they use? It's in your best interest. Mm, everything's, for, now everything's for your safety. Yeah, it's for your own good. Yeah. It's for your own good. That's another phrase. I, I'm like. It's so condescending. It is. It's for your own good. I'm sorry. I think I got I'm it. 50 years old. I, I think I, I, yeah. I, I, I've been doing this for a while. I think I've got <laughs> it. I think I figured it out. If not, I'll figure it out. But so when the government took over, Again, they kind of created this really interesting system. So they would raise, let's say for easy math, the quota was to raise 50 cabbages. Oh, quota. Yeah. To produce, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And the farm produced 75 cabbages. They would destroy the other 25 cabbages. So mm. they, right. Again, it was everything... People became, so when you go to the supermarket, people became competitive. They're, they became like hungry wolves. They would go after one another wow. because, you know, you're fighting for your survival. And uh, there are two great movies that 
I would recommend everybody to watch. One, it was Moscow on the Hudson, and it was with Robin Williams. It's hilarious, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, it is, and it's because everything with him is funny. But he somehow, I don't remember the premise of it, but he somehow ends up in Russia, in Moscow, and he, st- he sees this huge line. It's like literally wrapped around the block. And he gets in, in line and he says, what are we standing in line for? And this guy turns around and goes, shoes, size nine. But it was the thing. You didn't know what you were getting in line for. Mm. You got in line because whatever you got, you could barter wow. for something else. Yeah. So you would see the saddest things you would see is the little old ladies who could not work anymore. And the pension was so just absurd. You can't survive on that. They would stand outside of the metro, uh, outside of our subways or whatever. It was called the metro. And by the way, those places were gorgeous the metro was and i'll tell you why in a second and they would sell whatever they could just so they can make that extra couple of dollars Mm -hmm. or rubles so they could go to the store and buy whatever they needed to buy so you know and everything was rationed too so again you they kept you you became dependent on the government Right. Yeah, That's we're having the, we're seeing a slow transition into that right now. It's not that slow anymore. <laughs> no, uh, it's picking up speed. Yeah. But the metros, we would have. I mean, you walked in, particularly in Moscow. We had one of the most beautiful stations, particularly in the center of Moscow. They would be artworks that you would see in the art museums here, like as, beyond as like a, a show of. Because look how when great KG, we're doing. right when the KGBers would bring, when the people from other countries would come in, they would kind of you would uh, get a KGB your own KGB uh, was your tourist guy yes. under the name of tourist guy was your KGB usually was an attractive girl, and they would kind of like parade you through that and they would like pipe classical music in the metro and. They do this in North Korea today. I was talking to somebody really? about this. Interesting. Who's been there. Yeah, they take you down all the really nice, nice streets, and there's like actors and actresses on these streets, like that you can kind of catch them too. Like if you go back on that street another day, like or or if you go somewhere another day, you'll see like that same actor somewhere else, and it's like is it's really it's all just for show for the visitors for the visitors they'll, right. yes they'll they'll put you on a bus and you know there'll be you know a tour guide there and and they'll take you down only the places that are marked right they would take you like in russia it would have been like the kremlin they would take which was always like impeccable they would take you like the main places where to the art museum we had a gorgeous art museum yeah. i mean that was one of my favorite places to go my father used to take me but average person, first of all, our apartments were shared, so which is something that Biden and Obama were going with the AFFH Act, which Trump got rid of. And for people who don't know what that is, it's basically they're putting it under the zoning kind of. So if you live in an area where it's predominantly too white, too much money, too mm-hmm. too big a house, too whatever. Mm-hmm. They will put in a lower income housing for equality. Sure. To, 
to equalize the neighborhood, mm -hmm. the area. Interesting. So in Russia, they went actually further than that. And if you had an apartment that had two bedrooms, you would have two families living in there, or you would live like a multi-family. So we lived with my grandmother, my aunt and my nephew and her husband, and we, my parents and I lived in another bedroom. And our apartment was probably the size of this living room, which is, I don't even know how many square feet it is, but so that's how you lived. Mm. You know, it was the government dictated what you were yes. and were not allowed to do. And this government was, this was in Russia, communist government. Would you, would you interchange communism and socialism? Are they the same things? Are they different? What's your assessment there? I know a lot of people say, you know, no, those are not interchangeable terms. Absolutely they are. It's, mm. it's, one is, socialism is communism, communist light. It's, Socialism is like the means to the end, which is right. it's it's the method through which communism is. I mean, look at Venezuela, right? Yeah. It used to be one of the richest countries in the world, not that long ago. And if you look at what they're going through, would you say it's communist or socialist? Communist? Right, but they're calling it socialism. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> potato, potato, right? Yeah. So it's, you can call it whatever it is. It's the government overreach. Yeah. And when the government takes power, this is why we're looking at these bullshit, pardon. Go ahead. Bullshit yeah, laws that, yes. that they're coming up with. So again, one of the head scratchers for me was, so we're going to be closing down the restaurants starting next Saturday. <laughs> right. Why next Saturday? I know. Is the virus that clever that it's going to be like, Oh, crap. It's Saturday. Yeah. I, got, I got to really kick yeah. into gear here. You know, they're closing. The, I don't know. Did you hear this? They're closing restaurants tomorrow from 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I shared it. 8 a.m. Yeah, I shared that. Yep. Yep. What? The, no no alcohol is being sold tomorrow night. Right. What? What's the rationale? Yeah. Well, I understand it's the busiest night to go out. But you and you're telling the restaurants this on Tuesday, where they already bought the food for Wednesday on right. Monday or whenever it was. Yeah. So now they're going to have all that waste. Like, this is just criminal. Yeah. So many businesses are not going to re... I think the percentage keeps going up. I think yeah. it's beyond 60%. I think it's even more than that. And they're talking another shutdown. The schools are again going on... Uh, virtual learning, I feel my heart bleeds for these oh, yeah. kids. Yes. You know, they need socialization. Mm -hmm. They need interaction. We used my to sister get, sits in her room on the computer. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching them. They robbed, I feel so bad for the for the seniors last year. They got I, robbed of... I graduated college in, in May. Virtual? Yes. And right, but can work, you imagine seniors... In high, in school, high school, yeah. they got gypped from the prom. They oh, got yeah. gypped yeah. of, you know, the yeah, I didn't senior miss out trip. They missed yeah. out on, you know, senior week. They mm -hmm. missed out on graduation. They missed out on everything that you were like, you busted your rear end for. Yeah. 
and they got rid of it. And now they managed to mess up freshman year for them because oh, yeah. they're doing their freshman year yeah. virtual. Yeah. And which if is you're the best to, time, by the way, freshman year. If you exactly, Great this is time. when. Oh my God, this is when you like. I really started to spread my so yes. things really started. To happen. My life changed. Right, because because of the social interaction, by the way. Right, because Only. you have, you know, when you're in high school, you kind of live in your own little bubble with the same people, because you grow up in the same area, but in college, you have people coming from everywhere, you know. So I think, it's. To rob people of this experience. Yes. It's like, and again, why is nobody talking about mm -hmm. this? Except for the handful of people. We had uh, Senator Doug uh, Mastriano, who is an awesome guy. He became a very good friend through this whole election. He is actually in Gettysburg and incredible. Everybody's like rooting for him to run for, for governor. And he will get Good. win. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. it's not for another four years. But mm, you know, no unless we, way, really? unless we eat wolf, <laughs> I know. But he ah. was doing starting in April. He started with reopen PA, and we started these rallies. And the first rally we did in Harrisburg. I, you know, I've never been to Harrisburg as much as I have this past year. My car, we had to get new tires mm -hmm. because in one year, like we had no tread on the tires. So the amount of people that came out, you, we sat in the gridlock in front of the, of the courthouse for probably three hours. You could not go anywhere because of the amount of people that came out. Good. Yeah, people are really starting to stand up to this BS. This is going to become a revolution. We're, we're done playing the game. Yes. They think we're stupid. It's a different game now with social media and, well, and the we internet. We, we can all communicate. Anything. We it's, can all organize. They have, remember, they have all these people who are, they're calling them experts. They're mm -hmm. all experts. Yeah, these these fake authorities. Right. You could just, you could put anyone in a doctor's, like, scrubs or, or a jacket, put them on CNN. And Rachel they would be believed. is a child psychologist. Or psychiatrist. I don't know which one she yeah, is. Yeah, the health person here. Yeah, the the health person. Yeah. yeah, the scary one. She, what what does she know about viruses? And if she's really that good of a child psychologist, she has she, she has doctor in front of her name, so everyone just right. believes her. But if she's that good, how come is she not realizing what damage this is doing to the children? Right. <laughs> come on. If you go into yeah. like practice, depression at least and suicide are really. The Not saddest good. call I received right was from a mom. She has a daughter on the spectrum. This was a couple of weeks ago. And she said to me, she's like, I know you can't do anything, but I just wanted to talk to somebody. And she says, my 12-year-old tried taking her life. And 12. I That's sat there, cried with her because my heart broke for her. And she says she is so depressed because she cannot go she cannot see her friends. She does not do well sitting in front of the computer. Because, you know, children who are on the spectrum are totally different. They have totally different ways to interact. Mm -hmm. What if you have a child who is hearing impaired? You know, and here you have a teacher with a mask on, on a Zoom call. You know, hello. Well, I the science, 
you know, it's, it's similar trust to, science. you know, that's science, another science. One. trust the science. Yeah. That's another one of those phrases. It's similar to Black Lives Matter where it's like only, the only black lives that matter that will be made a fuss about are when a white cop kills a black man. If it is black on black crime, if the person the cop kills is white, which by the way, more white people are killed by cops than black people, those lives don't matter. It's similar here where people killing themselves because of the lockdowns and their lives being taken away from them, those lives don't, don't matter according exactly. to the science. No, they don't. There was a video the other day of, I don't even know where this march was going on. I think it was in D.C., where I think it was Don't Steal My Vote or whatever. There's been so many marches. It's, I feel like I'm in the 60s. You know, and here's this black mother in a Trump T-shirt with a kid in a stroller and a, another young girl, I'm assuming her daughter, walking through this march and this white girl in Black Lives Matter yelling at her mm -hmm. because Black Lives Matter. Wait. <laughs> huh? Right. What What are you talking about? Like, so are you not seeing that she's black? And yeah. does it, her life does not matter? I, I'm yeah. confused. Candace Owens was telling a, a story I heard on a podcast the other day. Actually, I heard it on the way over here last, uh, on Sunday. And <laughs> she was wearing a MAGA hat in the airport and a white lady comes up to her and says, how dare you support a white supremacist? Candace Owens is black. And she's like, honey, I'd be the first to know. These <laughs> are white supremacists. But that's how, you know, the easiest way to take over free people is through anarchy, yeah. fear, yeah. and suppression, yeah. and propaganda. Yeah. I mean... I haven't I, seen the, real news except for we watch, you know, we ended up switching from Fox. I'm done with them. Yeah, of course. Finally, yesterday, Laura Ingram, who I used to love, after this whole president-elect, I had to switch the channel. So now it's Newsmax and OAN. And, you know, you have to do your own research. It's crazy that... You watch this stuff and you're like, I'm just baffled well, how easy yeah. it is. The propaganda I've been saying has here in America has risen to and surpassed Stalinist proportions, I'd say. Yeah, I we're, yeah, we're pretty there, pretty much there. I mean, because we also have so many different, we have the internet, we have the television, we have newspapers. There's so much stuff. But you can always tell who is writing what and where they're coming from because of the words that they use. Mm -hmm. And you're starting to get, again, brainwashed into that. Even the kids it's funny. Each side thinks the other's brainwashed. I know. Well, of course they do. But look at what the kids are being taught right now or not taught. It's absolutely crazy i was watching this there's an outrage in florida right now i don't know where the there's a holocaust museum i don't know where it is but they have an entire george floyd yes oh i was hearing about this at the holocaust museum there's a george floyd exhibit remembrance exhibit yeah yeah so wait a minute guy who's been to prison nine times yeah who, that's another story though <laughs> who held up a pregnant woman and got right. a gunpoint you know what happened to him was 
it, it was sad. It, you know, every, it, it's sad that his life was taken, but to create a martyr out of him and to, to now to raise him up to where Nancy Pelosi is giving his family a folded flag that is for the fallen police officers and the military. She's handing that over to his family. Huh? Yeah, it's weird. It's, you know, but again, it's this propaganda machine. It's even with us, you can't go to, you know, you can't meet with more than six members of the family yeah. for dinner, but you can go loot and riot. You know what else is, is propaganda too? I feel like, you know, with the numbers the CDC gives you, uh, which, you know, like 99 plus 0.9% of, of people have, have no problem with this virus. And you hear the, the media exploits these cases. Oh, this person was 40 years old, had no underlying symptoms or, or, or conditions, perfectly healthy, amazing person. And they just exploit the crap out of that. And then you find uh, that then, it wasn't even COVID. It's still fear. Yes. My favorite story was out of India where they had a plane crash. 28 people died. It's very unfortunate, but they all died of COVID. All right. What? Like you tested all the dead people? To, it's a plane crash. I think we could figure out what they died from. Yeah. But it's... Similar to someone falling off a ladder that, that attributed to COVID too. Right. Just Everything. weird. Car accidents. And there's no flu deaths this year. Right. <laughs> you know, so I have a friend who is, unfortunately, his son is in the hospital and uh, when he, totally unrelated thing, he actually had a, a blood clot in his lungs, so I'm glad they caught it. But they tested him three times for COVID. Twice he tested negative. Mm -hmm. Of course, the third time he tested positive. But he was talking to the nurses, and he asked the nurses, he said, you know, how many like cases of flu do you have this year? And the nurses just kind of like smirked, <laughs> and they chuckled, and they said, Oh, we don't test for flu this year. <laughs> That's good. That explains. I think I, I don't cite me on the data, but I was like, I was looking at, I was looking into number of flu cases and flu deaths this year, and it said like something crazy, like two f cases of the the flu this year. Right. I, I, I hard to believe. What, it was something on the CDC that I saw. I'd have to. The greatest one was Rand Paul yesterday on. I think he was on the Hannity show. Mm. And he was explaining it from a, because he's a doctor, I think he would know this. And he was explaining also the numbers and how they do not make sense. I have to say, he wasn't my favorite until I heard him yesterday and him shutting down this whole baloney. And he said, so if you have it, then you build up an immunity, like you build up antibodies to this. So you should not be able to get that. But if you do, it's not going to be as bad a case. So so he was going through the numbers as well. And he says, that mathematically, or it's, this is not making any sense anymore. Yes. So like lockdowns don't work. Masks don't work unless you're wearing the M, whatever it is. And he says, those cloth masks are garbage. <laughs> he said, they don't do anything. Yeah, what a joke. It's, yeah. virtue, it's just virtue signaling. You know what? I actually do you have your face diaper on? Okay, <laughs> you know, yep, we can do business now. Yeah. Right. You, they you're you're signaling the that, correct amount with, of virtue. With that, with that scanner, I actually went, we were in an event and they were like 
taking your temperature, I'm thinking, this thing is not doing anything. Like, they're just, they're useless. If you're going to use, like, take temperature, do it the old-fashioned way if you want to really find out. Mm -hmm. But this is, this is not going to do anything. I mean, and frankly, somebody kind of, even psychologically, that thing looks like a gun. So you yeah. have, like, children being pointed, you know, so that's already brainwashing you into, oh, it's okay for people to point things in your head. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it just, the whole thing is, yeah. it's a mess. It's, it's, a, it's just to take over, but it's being taken over globally. Think about that. Yeah, it's weird. That is weird. Yeah. That I can't explain, and I know people talk about this world order, and it's a possibility. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I never got into the queue. I never got into, you know, some things make sense, some things to me, I'm like, it's a little yeah, too yeah, far Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But, you know, I... You know, not into the conspiracy theory about JFK, if JFK Jr. is still alive and he's living on some islands, you know, doubt it somehow. But anyway, those people who believe it, that's, they're right. And isn't it awesome that we live in a free country where you can believe that? But the division that's been happening and then blaming it on Trump, yeah, which is completely crazy this division has been going on for so long i mean decades and decades they've been programming us for this and programming us with the government control for your own good like if you even think about it it started with even way before any of that even with labels on cigarettes the warning labels mm. even it's for your own good, oh, and not, not that I'm. It's it's a warning that smoking can cause cancer. Blah blah yeah, blah blah oh, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you don't know that, you know, like, but the government already telling you this. The alcohol levels, you know, warning on the bottles, like fetal alcohol. Mm -hmm. Blah mm -hmm. blah blah. Let's see, what's the other one? Calories on on menus. Well, if you ate. 10 hamburgers and you gained keep and you're eating them every single day and you're gaining weight and you can't figure out why I, I think it's just natural selection at that point mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but it's for your own good warning labels on music or books because it has obscenities it's for your own good it's been going on for so long and you know, like my son played video games. Grand Theft Auto, yes. Auto was horrendous, mm -hmm. <laughs> to say the least. But, you know, it's my job as a parent to say, no, you're not playing this garbage. It's, it's no, mm -hmm. this is just, but it's my job as a parent. And when he becomes an adult, it's his own decision. He's an adult. He can figure it out. He should be able to figure it out. Not but the government's decision. Not the government. But the government's been, you know, from educating to doing everything, even letting your kids go to school. It's a parent's responsibility. Don't tell me how I should be raising my child. And I think it was Lenin who said the easiest way, give me your four-year-olds and how, how does it go? Give me your four-year-olds. And in a generation, we will never have capitalism. Right where we are yeah 
taking yeah, over the four-year-old. Taking over the school system, yeah. Yeah. I have some, I, I have a couple of more questions that I wanted to get to and then and then wrap up by like, you know, you, you're, you're leaving of, of Russia. If we implement communism here slash socialism, is it possible to undo without violence? No. No. And Russia is still very much... Well, Putin's been changing the laws for how long? Right. He's been the president for... Through rigged elections, probably. First it was through rigged elections, and then it was... Yeah. He put in Medvedev, and then he put himself again back in charge. And what law did he just pass that he has to be in power, I think, like for the rest of his life or something? <laughs> he has the law for it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... It's complete it's, controlled narcissist, that and MF -er. com God Communist damn. China. He did the same thing, that he's going to be the leader of the... Uh -huh. Like, they can never vote him out. It's going to be an uprising. It's yeah. going to be another civil war. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like we're already in the civil war, but I and I hope it doesn't get to violence, but I know you can In can't, America? Yeah. Oh, well, it's happening. It's on social media, though. It's happening. And, also, it's, and it's through the, the doxing. It's that. Different means. It's also through Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah. It's yeah. also, well, Trump protests are always very friendly. People, like, we've been to so many. And people stand in lines. They, start, they get in line days before so they can get in. And you have... Somebody will bring like a bag of apples and they're giving or bringing water. They're giving water out. Mm -hmm. There's always this. It's such a unifying feeling, like watching everybody come together. And everybody's friendly and everybody, even though you've been standing in line forever, nobody's like yelling at one another. But you go to Black Lives Matter protests, and if somebody says something against you, all of a sudden they yeah. start beating you with a, a chain and a lock, I right. mean, or burning down your store, mm -hmm. and they feel that's okay to destroy somebody's livelihood. I mean, Upper Darby, if you want something very scary to go look at, go through 69th Street, and it was burnt and looted, wow. a bunch of stores in... June or July, whatever the, I think it was George Floyd, whenever, right mm -hmm. after that, they looted, and of course they loot the liquor store, the Foot Locker, Old Navy, the pharmacies. It was like craziness. And then they just had another one a few weeks ago, it was before the election, where they destroyed the rest of the stores. And it was like Rich and I went through the entire oh, thing and we did video. There's this guy, barbershop, he had an ATM just completely like guts pulled out to show that there's no money in there. Please don't destroy my property type of thing. Yeah. If I live, I'll tell you what, if I lived anywhere near Philadelphia or one of these cities, I'd have a Black Lives Matter sign right out in front of my house as a defense. As a defense. Right. I, I, right. I mean, it's crazy. And, you know, and it's like you turn the corner from 69 and there's like these homes. People live in there. They're raising their children there. Can you imagine the amount of fear they had to have had where they had all this was going on literally a block from their house? Yeah. They destroyed the local dominoes or whatever it was. 
liquor store, pharmacy. Yeah, it's just, it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, furniture store. What are you doing? Mm. They actually were stealing washing machines. I will have to say. <laughs> it's a true story. The guy had to steal a gurney, put the washing machine on the gurney, and was stealing a washing machine. Mm. And the other funniest, that one was actually funny. This guy loaded up the truck, his truck, with stolen goods, went to steal more stuff. Somebody stole the stuff out of his truck, and he had the hoodsbutt to call the police to report that his stolen stuff was stolen. Yeah. What? Mm. This is what we're coming to. Yeah. I want to talk about one of the means for communism slash socialism to succeed, and that's socialized medicine, healthcare. And this is something that I think leftist politicians are really, really good at marketing bad ideas. And, and conservatives are not good at marketing good ideas. So obviously- That's because you're honest. Yeah, healthcare for all sounds awesome. Tell me about it, how yeah. that works in, in, it worked in Russia and what you're seeing now. So like we were talking about, my mom had to barter in order for me to get seen. You did not want to end up in a Russian hospital because chances <laughs> were you probably were not going to walk out. There was no private rooms. There was a one room with like 50 people in there. It's like uh, a hospital, hospital run by the post office. Right. Right. <laughs> Dirty. They weren't sanitizing anything. The needles that they were using, again, I'll remind people, I grew up in the 70s, not the 30s. They used the old-fashioned glass needles that they sterilized in boiling water. Think about this. If you're not worried about COVID with this medicine, you'll be, you should be afraid of COVID in, like, socialized medicine. Yeah. I didn't, people died from, if you got diagnosed with cancer, you died from cancer because there was no treatment. Plus, you were a burden on society. So, because you... <laughs> a burden on the system, yeah. And frankly, what was happening during, with... Um, Using too much money here. <laughs> well, what was happening with this in the nursing homes, of them bringing the patients back into the nursing homes and kind of having it spread, I almost, it almost felt like a cleansing to me. Because think about it, these older patients are a burden on society. They don't want burden on society. Mm -hmm. I just heard something that they're actually going to thinking about making a euthanasia a thing. So if your grandma is a little inconvenient, did you ever read The Giver in school? No. Probably sixth grade, I would say seventh grade. You should. It's, I have to see if I have extra copies because I used to buy them mm. as extra copies oh. and give them out wow. because I was afraid that you, they were going to not have them because no way. so it's about this society and where the government tells you how to do everything they pick your mate for you they <laughs> and everybody has a job so there would be somebody a girl who they the the how would they call them the elders would watch it was like a committee of elders they would watch all the kids there were cameras everybody everywhere including in the houses and there would be a horn that told you when to get up. There would be a horn to tell you when to mm -hmm. get inside the house. They had to wear white. Everybody wore the same color. And everybody had a job. So the giver was the only one who was able to have the memories. 
the original memories. And it was kind of passed on. They picked who the who that person was because right. and it had to fit a certain hey Rich, they had to have a certain criteria. And so they picked this kid and he had to transition the memories from the old giver. So and the memories would be what the color looked like, the smells. Mm -hmm. And the government decided that they didn't want anybody else to have that because they were protecting them. They were protecting them from the horrors of war mm -hmm. or they were protecting them from themselves. So they would pick a child for them, like who fit the family unit. So everything was, you have to read it because mm -hmm. it will, and if somebody was a burden on society, they released them. So if you were of, over the age of 70, they automatically released you, right. which means they killed you. Yeah. So it's an awesome book. The movie was, mm. but the book is awesome. You have to read it. It's, it will take you literally two hours because nice. it's short. It's, it's for sixth graders, you know, but it's amazing. Yes. It's like, I'd like to read that 1984 yes. dumbified uh -huh. and, and created it's, and it's very well written. It actually won awards, but now these kids, our kids were now going to be reading this mm -hmm. like that's why i said i keep buying it in bulk because i'm afraid that it's going to be completely gone yeah so but yeah there is no you know i didn't even know diabetes was a thing until we were in america because they don't treat things like that yeah. now this is this is my last question before we get to your just your escape briefly afterwards do you believe that america is on the road to becoming a communist yes. country. Yes. And so if, if yes, in which you believe so, are there any way that American patriots like you and I and, and my friends and, and many of my listeners can do to stop it? What can we do to stop We have it? to unify and we have to fight it and we have to fight in the eye, you know, take, first of all, we need to start electing the right people. Yeah. We need to stop just taking it. We need to stop taking them. it yes. for granted. We need to start <clears throat> asking questions. Yes. Like, why do I wear a face mask yeah. instead of just taking it at... Being blindly obedient. Right. Yes. And fighting it. We got to start rising up. We have to start fighting for one mm. another. We need to start opening our eyes and electing the officials, the rhinos and yep. those yep. completely out because they are so power hungry that they don't care about you and I. They only care about themselves. Yes. And they scratch each other's backs, whether Democrat or Republican. But again, we get nothing out of it. Mm -hmm. So elections matter. Small, local elections really matter. Yeah. And we need to start asking questions and taking things for granted. Yeah. So real briefly, how, how did you, how'd you get out? It was 1980. My father is Jewish, yeah. and we actually escaped on a Jewish visa as against persecu religious persecution. There was a whole process. It was two years before we even left. We were vetted, mm -hmm. and then we lived in Austria. We were vetted there. We lived in Rome for three months. We were vetted there, and we were able to come here because we had family and people who could yeah. help us out. So that's, that was that in a nutshell. 
But yeah, I mean, I over my dead body will I let this country mm-hmm. turn socialist, and I'm I will continue you. to fight for it. So, and right now we're going to meet some people to yes. get signatures. So I signed. Yes, I signed it too, so we can get signatures, so Trump can get another lawsuit in there, so we can continue to fight this. Baby well, steps. Tasha, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really, really enjoyed this. Thanks for sharing so much with me today. People can find you on LinkedIn, Dasha Pruitt, and Twitter. And, Twitter. Uh, yes. Uh, and DashaForCongress.com. Dasha You're running for Congress again in 2022. So. Yep, I am. I'm not looking forward. Yep, not giving up that easy. <laughs> Dasha Pruitt, thank you. Thanks. That was awesome. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Jordan. Paris show. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one is, of course, share with your friends and family. I think that they would really appreciate it. Number two, we have a free community, a censor-free community on Telegram. You can join that group at jordanparis.com group. I'd love to meet you. And lastly, your voice is powerful and it is important. And if you'd like to use your voice and start your own podcast I'd love to help you out. JordanParis.com slash course is where you can find my free course on how to become a rock star podcaster. That's all. Thanks everyone for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of The Jordan Paris Show.